Hey, everybody. Welcome to Edgework on the Hammer Betting Network, live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you like the show, make sure to like and subscribe it. Get notified every time we go live. I'm Zach Bodenstein, your host. I'm joined by Dennis Bernstein, Dave Penyota of The Fourth Period. Good morning, guys. Morning. boys. How are we doing? Oh, pretty good. I mean, yesterday was awesome. North American debut for the NHL. Dennis, you were at the game in L.A., so I just want to jump right into that to get started. You got to see those Vegas jerseys up live, uh, up front, unfortunately. But uh, you did get to see Gabe Gillardi as well. So that's a guy I want to talk about. A guy that I got to see in Kingston quite a bit in the OHL. But, you know, he's healthy. He's confident. He's getting to the right spots. Uh, he's the kind of guy, if you're talking about bets, an anytime scorer, he looks like a pretty good one. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Remember, Gabe was a first-round pick in 2017. Uh, I've been pretty critical of Gabe over the last couple of seasons because there was a lot of hype coming into the league. I, I think the issue with Gabe was uh, – he was miscast as a center in this league. He's not a 2C. They tried him at 2C. They eventually put him on wing. And now, last night, got a goal, got an assist. Uh, Todd McClellan said he's quicker this year, which is the other question about Gabe. Could he play at pace? So, a really good start. Yep, I, I think you can get, get really good price on Gabe. He's going to be a fixture in this lineup because uh, this team needs goals, Zach. And uh, uh, they need production from the third line. It looks like he's going to fit in the third line. He Last night, he spelled in for uh, – Brendan Lemieux, but Sean Dursey, you can't make that pass with 25 seconds left in the game. It's just no. a, a disappointing outcome for the Kings last night, but an entertaining game. Uh, goals, which we love to see, so the over hit with seven goal totals. But, yeah, Gabe Velarde could be a sleeper for a lot of uh, players this season uh, with respect to uh, anytime goals. And that's actually a good segue. Like, I wanted to talk about defense, and specifically Vegas. Bruce Cassidy really locked things down in uh, in Boston, and is uh, and Logan Thompson, I thought, looked actually really good yesterday. They gave up a ton of chances. But over the course of the year, do you guys think that Cassidy will lock things down in, in Vegas and hopefully be a good underplay for them for the rest of the season? Well, you know, when he came in, you know, I talked to a couple of players on that team and they had conversations with Cassidy once um, he was named head coach. And he wanted to combine what worked for him in Boston with obviously the assets that, it, that they have in in Vegas. So they want to kind of combo the, the offense and the weapons that they've got there with Eichel and Stone um, and some of the other players that they've got in Marcia So and so on, but also to play that that defensive structure and utilize their D core um, to help shut down the opposition and to help out the goaltender. So whoever ends up being in net for the stretch, they also want to play that responsible angle on that on that D core. They don't want to take away from the offense, it, obviously in, in moments when it counts. Um and they want to exploit that, but they got to hunker down defensively. And that's something that he's going to put into that system. So it's an interesting way of kind of going about it. And we saw last night in DB, you know, as we mentioned, you were there, um, you know, they, they took advantage of missed opportunities and, and defensive lapses from the other team, like that pass at the end. Um, and they have the weapons that can, that can burn you when those opportunities come up. So it's going to be an interesting balancing act for this team moving forward. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Right. I was going to say, um, it, Bruce is going to help a guy like Nick Haig, who just signed an extension. Yeah. He's still young. Uh, but I just – it's a very physical team. Last night, their size, their cycle. That's why they produced 51 shots on net. I think Dave's right. you got to strike a balance here because their power play was awful. I think when uh, Bruce came in, job one was to fix the power play. And, and he had a great power play in Boston. Granted, he had Pasternak, he had Bergeron, he had Marshawn. Uh, but I, I agree with Dave. I don't think it's going to be a boring shutdown because I don't think you can play boring shutdown hockey in Vegas, not with that market, not no that crowd. 
I was going to say, hopefully that doesn't take away like, shot opportunities, scoring opportunities for guys like Theodore and Petrangelo. Like, those guys love to jump up oh. and rush, shoot from the point. And, um, you know, you're right. Got to find the balance. And um, I think, and just touching on that, I think once Hag gets his legs under him and, and gets, you know, his camp at the NHL level underway, I think there's going to be a little bit more responsibility on the offensive side from his angle as well. Um, so as the season progresses, look for him to be a guy that's going to be contributing offensively. And, and you're right not be afraid to take those shots for some of their guys on that back end. I think Hag's going to be one of them. Now I want to talk about the East Coast game because that was a fun one. I mean, not many times you get to see Tampa steamroll, but the Rangers clearly, I mean, they've got something to prove this year, and especially Mika Zibanejad. Like, he's the kind of guy, he's been one of the most dangerous guys on the attack, shorthanded especially, and I really liked what he brought in all three zones yesterday. And they actually, something I noticed last year, they had him in the bumper a lot in the power play, but kind of replaced mm-hmm. Procheck with Strom gets him on the half wall so he can unleash that one-timer. And he's the kind of guy I like to go over on the shots with him all day. I mean, I, I loved what Nika brought yesterday. Yeah, I, I think this is a guy that at well, before the season started, you know, I thought we were going to see a little bit of offensive regression from Chris Kreider. I don't think he's going to be hitting the 50-goal plateau again. I do have him around 40 this season, so I think he's definitely going to get his opportunities. But I think the offense is going to be led – they obviously have Panarin, but I think Mika's going to be a guy that's going to crack the 100-point total this season. I think he's going to be given those opportunities. He's going to be a guy that I'm going to be looking at at almost every game um, to be putting up a point or two, depending on who the opposition is, depending on how he streaked out. Um, I think this is going to be a guy that, that a lot of people should be looking at as a potential guy to bank on uh, for at least a point in a game. You can throw the power play numbers out there too if you want, um, at least one power play point or something to that effect. But I think this is going to be a guy that they're going to be counting on heavily, and I think he wants to take that. Now, granted, yeah, it's just one game. But, DB, I think this is going to be a guy that wants to play a motivated offensive game this season, and he's going to be somebody that I'm going to be looking at um, when I see the Rangers on on the schedule as someone that's going to be banking some points. You know what I love about that player? He He shoots. He shoots. He shoots, and then when he's done shooting, he shoots some more. <laughs> Shoot the puck. Like, yeah. not enough guys up there. He's unkind. He doesn't care. Like, at that point, he just doesn't care. He doesn't have a conscience. He shoots the puck. And I agree with you, Dave. I think leading goal scorer, leading scorer on a team. But, Zach, last night it was interesting. The, the Rangers flipped the script. They were the one that always got outshot, that had to get saved by their goaltender. And that's how the, that was the formula last year. This year, it looks like a different team, right? I think it was shots were two to one in favor of the Rangers. Uh, Vasilevsky played a great game, kept them in. But there's a reason why a lot of people are picking the Rangers to get to the cup final, if not win it. And that was on display last night at MSG. Yeah, Igor was great. I mean, anybody who didn't take the under in that game, Vazzy versus Igor, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other thing with the Rangers, guys, that – that we talked about defense earlier. How how stacked is that decor for the for the New York Rangers? Like now that you've got an, you know, another year for Keandre Miller, you've got Schneider in there, you've got you know obviously the captain now in Truba. Um, they have so many different options that they can kind of roll with. This this I mean from an offensive side of things, from a defensive element, block shot blocking and things like that, um, and helping out Chesterkin, which is going to make him that much better. Uh, this is they've got a really, really good formula on this team. Good Dangerous. balance, good depth. Yeah, and and that decor is playing going to be playing a big factor for him. Yeah, I don't think Brian Lindgren gets enough love. He plays with Adam oh. full time, and he is rock solid defensively. Like you're talking about all the guys you mentioned. Keandre's been fantastic. I really like what I saw from Schneider, but I, I yeah. mean, Lindgren, we got to start giving him more love. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, look, they're, all six of their guys on the blue line are going to be able to contribute in, in some fashion. So just depending on what you're feeling a specific night or, you know, kind of seeing how these guys have been trending, you know, you don't necessarily have to look at Adam Fox as your go-to offensively in every game because sometimes the responsibility is going to shift a little bit. Um, you know, and, and so I, I think this is going to be an, an interesting, definitely an interesting club um, to watch and, and to bet on because – I think they have so many different elements that can that can kind of contribute on the score sheet um, that it's it's going to make things kind of fun in terms of how to juggle um, which weapon you want to use when the Rangers come to town. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I want to jump into tonight's games as well because you know we're looking at a, a pretty good slate tonight, first full slate of the uh, the season. And I want to start with Toronto-Montreal. I mean, this is a game that uh, you probably know, or at least the bookies know who's going to win, or at least think is going to win. Toronto, a heavy favorite. And uh, even without Michael Matheson, like even if he did play, I don't know how solid that Montreal defense is in front of Jake Allen. Might be tough. Over-under set at six and a half right now. What do you guys think about that? DB, you want to go on that one? Yeah, yeah. Is that over-under for Toronto? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's going to be a very long season in Montreal. And if you're a Habs fan and I'm on the air and Dave's on the air often, you have to concentrate on growth on guys like Slavkovsky. And is Nick Suzuki going to earn that big contract? So it's going to be a very painful long season for this team. So I would have to think the over in this game because I think that Jake Allen and, and that is going to face a lot of shots. It's going to be a very challenging season. And, you know, there's a joke. You have to embrace the suck sometimes, and that's what the Hat fans have to do. Connor Berard is, is out there possibly as, a, as the first overall draft pick. So I, I do like the over in this. Being a little facetious with respect to the Leafs total, but, again, this is an overmatch tonight. It's two teams that go in entirely different directions. Toronto has the designs on actually winning around this year in the playoffs. And uh, <laughs> the Habs will be walking to win 25 games, Dave. Yeah, I mean – uh, look, usually the Canadians and, and the Leafs, regardless of what season we're in, those games are always pretty tight. Um, but I think with the youth on the defensive core for, for Montreal, um, they got a couple rookies that will be making their, uh, their their debuts this um, or tonight rather. Uh, and then Jake Allen there and the Canadians offense that are, you know, you're going to Slavkovsky is a guy that, by the way, I'm taking for a goal tonight. I know he's been a lot of people were chirping them all all um all preseason, I got to see him in one game actually here in Toronto against the Leafs. Uh, he was doing everything right. He just wasn't getting on the score sheet. But for for me, I'm actually going to roll with him um, to get his first goal in the National Hockey League tonight. So I'm going with an any timer on that one. But with respect to the Leafs, I, I think this is a message sending type of game to get out of the gate uh, strong right right away. Send a message to not just the Habs and, and really who cares because it's the Habs and they're going to be last and, and probably last in the in the division, but just to the rest of the league. So many doubters on this team, so many question marks. Um, I think they're going to come out flying tonight. So, yeah, the over for sure. Interesting. I like the Slavkovsky pick. I got to say, he's struggled, but, you know, he's, he might get top six minutes tonight and uh, maybe even stick with the team the whole year. I, I like that pick. It's bold and uh, – yep. Let's see what happens. Um, I also want to talk about Muzzin and Hall. Like, we're going to be talking about Toronto a lot throughout the year. And the over-under, the goalies are a massive wild card. Maybe the biggest yeah. wild card in the entire yeah. league. And then you've got a second pair of Muzzin and Hall. Is that good enough? Like, how how much are we going to be talking about overs in Toronto games this year? Well, that's the other thing. I mean, they're decor. I mean, they're, they're, they've been out there looking to bring in somebody else to help stabilize that, that defense. And with Logren out... 
Um, it, it, yeah, you're looking at a guy in Hull that they've been trying to trade and move out his $2 million cap hit to free up some money. Um, they don't have a lot of flexibility. So right now, at least for the foreseeable future, there's going to be some shakiness on on that defense. They're going to have to lean on their offense to really keep this uh, team intact and collect those W's until they kind of really stabilize that back end and, and Lilgren comes in and they can be a little healthier. But you know, you've got two motivated guys in Matt Murray and, and Ilya Samsonov that are going to want to take the reins. I think eventually Samsonov is going to be the guy that ultimately does it once we get into the second half of the season uh, for, for Toronto. But yeah, I mean, you've got to be a little bit concerned with respect to how they're going to keep pucks out of the net on their side. They've got the offense and that's great. But when we get down the stretch later on into the season, you can't be winning game seven, five, because that doesn't work in, in the playoffs. So look for now, um, Leafs all day, but uh, they, at some point, they're going to address that that defense, and I think that's going to factor into the goaltending in this game and how many they ultimately give up every night, DB. Yeah, I think the question is, how many games are you going to get from Jake Muzzin? Because you're probably not going to get 82. No. And that that's no. a question. So when he goes out of the lineup, who's going to replace him? Uh, to me, that's a question. Look, the best defense sometimes is a good offense. So for the Leafs, I, I keep the puck at the other end of the ice so they wouldn't have to defend so much. <laughs> but but as Dave said, Zach, like that works for 82 games, and they'll be a 115 point team. I like them to win the division. But game 83, does that transfer to winning Stanley Cup playoff games? It really doesn't. So I think at the trade deadline, as Dave mentioned, there's not a lot of flexibility right now. You got to think they're going to go for another defenseman on the a stopper on the blue line. So they're going to be an entertaining team. I like them better than Tampa. I like them better than Florida. But again, my questions for this team will come in April, not right now. See the first the first few games that are coming up. This is they've got tonight, and then they've got they're going home tomorrow to Washington, and then they got a game on Saturday. So from the goaltending side of things, this may be an opportunity these next few games to kind of pounce on um, some extra goals against the Leafs in in these first few games of the season. Yeah, we're going overs all day on the Leafs yeah. for sure, at least. <laughs> Until we see what the goaltending's made of in the defense as well. Uh, DB, I want to talk about another West Coast game, Vancouver-Edmonton tonight. So Jack Campbell, is his spoiler debut, do you think he's in a better spot this year in Edmonton than he was in Toronto last year? I think Edmonton's in a better spot because those goals from center ice that Mike Smith gave up, that was so something <laughs> that, that took uh, – guys, I was in the building last year in the playoffs with Dave, uh, two rounds. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Edmonton series against uh, – the Kings, I was at the conference final. When he gave up those goals, that was the loudest building in the league last year, Rogers. 100%. Um, when, that, when those pucks went in the net from center ice and from bad angles, it sucked the entire energy out of the building. So I think that alone will help Edmonton. I think he's in a better spot because he's going to get more support. There's less pressure playing in Edmonton than Toronto. There's always going to be playing in, in Toronto. And he's got two old-world guys in front of him to score goals. So, yeah, I, I think they're – they're a sexy pick, Zach. Like some some team, some guys are picking them to go to the Cup final, if not win it. Um, so I, I think it's an improvement because I think Zach, uh, I think uh, Jack's more reliable. Is he a four round goalie? I don't know. Is that team a four round team? I don't know. But I think at least to start the season, I think Jack is an improvement, and he's going to get a lot of support from his teammates offensively. They got the Canucks right, and. Tonight, there's going to be a lot of um, – I think there's going to be a lot of, of of offense in this game. You know, I know you've got Thatcher Demko in net for, for Vancouver. you got some guys that – if there's a Kuzmenko goal, 
on the board anywhere. I'm taking that tonight if I can find it. I haven't found it yet. I want to see if I want to see who's got that available. But if there's a Kuzmenko goal tonight, I want to wrap that in. And I also think, look, one of the guys we talked about Campbell, but one of the guys that I'm looking at tonight, um, and, and really this season for Edmonton is Evander Kane. Full season with Connor McDavid in '97. How's he going to do tonight? How's he going to do this season? Is he going to creep on 40? Is he going to go north of that? I, I think he's going to have a splash of a season because I still think he's still doing everything, saying everything right. Um, the off-ice antics seem to be a little bit behind him for the time being. Um, and just from a personal side of things, I hope that is the case for him. Um, but I think he's going to explode this season. I think we're going to see some big numbers from the Edmonton Oilers, and I think he's going to creep. I don't know if he's going to hit 50, but I think he's going to creep around that that 40-goal mark and if he puts in two tonight against the Vancouver Canucks, um, even though they're at home and Vancouver's his hometown, I might slap something down on that. Uh, I, I like what I like in this game, Zach, is um, the fact that Vancouver's blue line is a bit of a mess. Like Tyler Myers is still out, and Thatcher yeah. Dem- Demko is a really solid number one goaltender. He's going to face a lot of shots. I know a lot of people are picking Vancouver to get back to the playoffs. That defense scares me, and because of that, my best prop tonight is. Uh, Edmonton starting quick, and they always start quick. They started quick last season. A goal inside the first 10 minutes for Edmonton at home. I think they start quick. I think Thatcher's going to face a lot of rubber tonight. He's got to be on his game at the start yeah. from game one because it's going to be a challenge facing Edmonton tonight um, in Alberta. And Quinn Hughes hasn't been on the ice much this week either, so even if he plays, who knows if he's 100 yeah. percent So, Dave, you stole my thunder with uh, Kuzmenko, but I want oh, no. <laughs> another Edmonton winger, Dylan Holloway. What do you think about him anytime Oh, tonight? nice. Unreal camp, and now he's in the top six. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think that's a great place for him, great positioning. I know they were kind of mess, juggling things up a little bit and with Puyarvi and, and Yamamoto and where things are going to slot in. But, look, Dylan Holloway, I think, is he's a, he's definitely a guy they were high on um, and have been high on since they drafted him. They, they are, are were excited to get him into – I think they rushed him a little bit and really had no choice in getting him to that playoff game um, against, against the Avs in the Western Conference Final. But um, I, I think he's going to have a, a solid year. I think he's going to compete. I think he's one of those sleeper guys in terms of the Calder um, in, in getting out there. So I think this is going to be a guy that I don't know if he gets on the board tonight because I think a lot of it's going to go kind of Kane's way with, with Edmonton and, and their main guns. Um, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if he starts lighting the lamp pretty soon here in uh, the early going of the season. All right, so hold off on Holloway for tonight then. <laughs> the last game we wanted to highlight is Columbus, Carolina. And just, uh, you know, half an hour ago, 45 minutes ago, they said Elvis Merzlikens wouldn't play. So now it's Daniil Tarasov getting the start for Columbus. And Carolina's already been a heavy favorite. Is this a game you want to go over with? Are there any props you're looking at for this one, any of you? Uh, I, I mean, I was go uh, in terms of player props, I'm taking a line angle. Um, I'm going with I'm going with that because I think he's going to have an explosive type season. Now, though, without Merzlikens in that, I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of potency there in in Carolina, um, even though Pastoretti's on LTIR right now, um, and and will be I guess until what is it halfway through the season or something to that effect. But um, they still have so many different weapons on this team in in Carolina, and I I think Brett Burns. Um, now joining this club is going to have a bit of a resurgence of a season. I, I've had a chance to talk to him the last little while, um, and he's got an extra – it sounds like he's got an extra bounce in his step. He feels motivated again. He's excited to get going, excited to compete for a Stanley Cup. 
Um, so I think we're going to go over in this game, at least I am, and I'm throwing out a line A goal and um, a Brett Burns goal as well. What about you, DB? Yeah, Dave stole my Brett Burns thing. So here's the thing. <laughs> I, lo- I love Carolina. I'm picking them to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, I want to know, first of all, if Burns is going to participate in the uh, in the uh, storm surge. That's number one. And what he's going to do, what his participation is going to be. That'd be right up his alley. Yeah. 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 Um, I-, I like this game actually under, even even with a third string goalie in that. Because Carolina, best shot suppression team in the league. They don't give up a lot. I don't think they're going to score a lot off the bat. Because I have question marks about Kakanyemi as a 2 seed. He, he replaces Vinny Trocek. I don't think they're going to get a ton of offense. I do think they're going to shut down um, uh, Columbus tonight. But I'll say that Johnny Gaudreau over a half a point. So I think he'll get an assist tonight, probably on that line A goal, Dave. Line A. That, that, might, be the, uh, that might be the only time they score tonight because it's going to be difficult to, to, to get through the Carolina defense, and they're, they're so well coached. And like I said, I love this team. I think when Max Pacioretty comes back and, and probably in, in April or so, uh, they are a very dangerous team, and they could win it all. Okay. All right. So you guys are conflicting here. One's got over, one's got under. For <laughs> yeah. Something's got to get, right? We'll see what happens. So that actually leads me into my prop bet. I want to get yours first, though. Uh, best prop bet of the night. What do you guys have? Uh, I've got, are... Yeah, I've got the Edmonton, Edmonton goal, scoring a goal in the first 10 minutes in, uh, at home against Vancouver. They'll start fast tonight. Yeah, I, I've got uh, first minute, uh, excuse me, uh, first period over. In Canadians and Leafs, uh, I think that's there's going to be a lot of uh, we talked about it, a lot of goals in that one, um, but I'm taking the most goals in in the uh, first period in that game. Okay, I'm going to go with Boone Jenner over two and a half shots. It's actually an underdog pick, but he averaged like two and two point seven close to three yeah. per game last year. I think he's in a great spot this year. Even if you're playing fantasy hockey, try to get him. I mean, he's playing first line with Johnny and Line A and. Yep. He's a good banger player, shots, hits, blocks. I, I really like this play tonight. So you mentioned it, DB. They are a good shot suppression team for sure. I want to see how Burnsy and Slavin kind of mesh because I feel like yeah, he's a yeah. way, better, way better fit than D'Angelo there, not to bury Tony. But Great. I love the fit there, and I really want to see how him and Pesci, and I love the depth down there with Carolina. So uh, I want to go with Boone to over two and a half shots. I think that's a great play. I like that one. I like that because, look, somebody's got to get a little bit dirty on that line, and it's not necessarily always going to be Goudreau or Line A. Um, so you've got that guy in the middle, and I think, yeah, with a couple guys that can pass him the puck and create offense, I think he's going to have a few. You're right. I like that bet. Okay, DB, best bet of the night. What do you have? Okay, so in the guaranteed win column, okay. Oh, boy. Uh, they, I don't know why they did this to the Blackhawks, but they sent them up to Denver to play the Colorado Avalanche. And on Superbook, Colorado minus goal and a half at minus one forty-five. I don't know. That's free money. I don't know how it's not going to be a seven-to-one game. And and it's just, uh, it's just. I, I've sent a novena for the Blackhawks fans this year because it's going to be very long. And I think the question, I, I think that the, the best prop bet Zach would be what over under how many games Patrick uh, Kane is going to play in Chicago before he gets traded. And before he gets fed up with all the consistent losing in <laughs> Chicago this season, uh, this is a major task for the Blackhawks. I don't see any way this is not a route. So uh, I like uh, Colorado giving a goal and a half at minus 145 at uh, Super Bowl. Dave, what about you? Um, I'm going with another goal scorer uh, tonight. We didn't talk about this game, but Seattle and Anaheim to play the Ducks. He's my Calder winner. He's my favorite in Matty Beneers. Uh, I think he's going to have just a blowout season. and. 
guys have been hyping this guy all summer too. Um, guys that he played with in Michigan. So uh, I think in terms of, of a lock, I, I think he's putting up a goal tonight in Anaheim against the Ducks. And uh, yeah, if you're throwing anything in for the season and Calder winners, he's my guy. So you may want to look at that too for the long run. Yeah, I'm with you for sure. Fun player to play. 200-foot guy, too. Good. Love to yeah. play. Um, I'm going to stick with that game, actually, for my best bet. I'm going to take the under. Under six, Seattle, Anaheim. Uh, Grubauer actually had a pretty good camp. Two out of three appearances. He was scoreless in two of the three. And uh, Gibson might be out, but Stolarz is one of the better backups in the league. 921 save percentage at home last year. And as much as I love Matty Berniers, they brought in Burakovsky, Bjorkstrand, Seattle. Just, you know, had some trouble scoring and... You know, at least to start it off, I like the under in that game. A nice 3-2, 2-1 game, something like that. Zach, are you really going to stay up and watch Seattle and Anaheim? Don't tell me you are, please. I, I was going to say I'm going to stay up and hope for absolutely nothing to happen, and I'm going to love it. <laughs> don't punish yeah. yourself, Zach. Go back and get, get some rest. Don't, don't stay I'll text <laughs> You, you got to now. You're throwing it down on the under, so you got to now. I have to now, too, because I want to see Veneers pop one in. Yeah, yeah, I love Matty Veneers. He's going to be great. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts? Any other picks that you guys were looking at for the for the day? You know, I'm a. I've been a pretty big. I like to start the season on the on the first goals, so I've been I've been rolling a lot of those in in this one. But yeah, I, I mean the over as well. Like we talked about Montreal and and Toronto, I think I'm just going to stick with those ones. I've been I, I like spreading it out a little bit and hitting a few different options. Um, you know, I so. I think it's going to be a fun night in the National League. We got a bunch of games today. It's going to be. Great. I think the one thing I think the one thing for me, Zach, is that that Boston Washington game is very intriguing because those are two teams that a lot of people think it's going to be a lot of regression because of the injuries throughout both mm-hmm. lineups. Yeah. So I'll throw one more prop at that. Pasta getting a goal. I think that's going to be easy. He's going to set him up on the power play. He's going to get one. I'm not sure how the outcome is going to be, but these are two teams you have to watch because they're pretty banged up coming out of the uh, gate uh, for the season. Pop one in, make management sweat right out of the gate in that negotiation. Right? Exactly. Contract here, Krejci back. I mean, he's a good bet to get 50, I would think, for sure. Yeah, well, look, and, and he's playing with, with Pasta and, and uh, shoot, I forgot who's on the oh, on the left. Who is it? I think it's Hall. Is it Hall? Okay. Hall when he's healthy, yeah. Yeah, but she might yeah, play. Well, it looks like. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's when they're healthy, they got a really good top six in there, so – Going to be interesting, but that that for I'm a Boston's on on my my bubble watch this season. I don't know how they're going to go. Yeah, Archie my McAvoy out till December. It's might be a yeah. Riley's out. Carlos out. Yeah, yeah, and Grizzlick too. I mean, we'll see. Maybe you got you got skates. They may need you back there. Yeah, you know, I, I played some D in my day. Mentally, uh, <laughs> once in a while, we'll see. Maybe I'll uh, I'll jump in there. <laughs> Okay, well, everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Edge Work on the Hammer Betting Network. If you enjoyed the show, you could like, subscribe, and you can catch tomorrow's edition as well. We'll be back every day. This was the first show of the week. We'll have Zach Phillips, So Money, and Alex B. Smith tomorrow. So thanks again for tuning in. DB, Dave, thank you. I'll see you guys again on Wednesday. You got it. See you, boys. Later.